helping us figure out the world one data point at a time is our friend Neil Greenberg, sports writer and stats geek, not nerd, for the Washington Post. Greenberg, what up, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Uh, we're not doing as good as you. I see a tweet here, Landfill. Greenberg is 9-1 and one on his bets during the NFL postseason. What time you send in the pizza to give over? Us some bets. Yeah, man. Damn. <laughs> some of those are like at plus 130, plus 122. Get rich. Uh, okay. We need some for this weekend. Yep. Um, Rolling in it. Walk us through. talking to you from a bathtub filled with money. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sounds like Dave Chappelle when he was at uh, Floyd Mayweather's strip club. Um Will you help me understand the the bets you've been making and where where you're going this weekend? And then we'll get to commander stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the, you know, just information that's available and <clears throat> trying to see where the market's inefficient. So, like the biggest thing last week was CJ Stroud, I not to throw an interception was like a plus 130. And you you look at how home teams play in the divisional round. They usually don't cover the spread, the home favorites. So I said to myself, okay, if this game is close, like what has to happen? And, and what has to happen is that C.J. Stroud has to have a, a pretty clean game, right? He can't get into any trouble. Um, so I felt like that was an easy one, um, not to throw a touchdown. Uh, an interception, I mean. Um, the other one was the Green Bay Packers over 19.5 points. We talked about this on the show. I mean, their offense was clicking. Um, you know, I know San Francisco is good, but uh, Green Bay showed they were able to keep pace, and there's a lot of different ways to get to 21 points. Um, so I felt like that was another one that was relatively easy to spot. Um, so I've just been looking at, um, you know, just trying to, like, get storylines in my head mm-hmm. as to, you know, what do these games look like um, and where can I make some money? I know as good as all the 49ers have played, I kind of felt that Green Bay would give them issues as well. Does Detroit have enough to do the same? Well, they do, but I also look at Detroit, um, and and full disclosure, I bet San Francisco minus six and a half. Um, I think Detroit has been good, not great. I think that um, San Francisco has been, like, blowing out teams, both during the game and then with the final score margin. Um, not so similarly with Detroit. Um, but um, I'm actually going in a complete different direction with this. Um, I actually have um, George Kittle under 59.5 receiving yards in this game. That's my best bet, um, mostly because the line moved to minus 7. Otherwise, I probably would have liked San Francisco minus 6.5. But um, Detroit's good against tight ends. And I know if Debo Samuels is out, um, or isn't at 100%, you know, maybe they can focus on Kittle and Ayuk more. Um, I think Detroit is, is, is really good. A lot of people will point to Kittle's games, the two games when, um, when Debo Samuel was out. Um, he had a 78-yard performance and 149-yard performance, but those were against bad teams against tight ends. I think a more instructive game is against Cleveland. Um, he caught one or two targets for one yard despite playing 61 snaps. And then the opener against Pittsburgh, the sixth-best defense against tight ends, uh, 19 yards playing 47 snaps. So I'm on the under for Kittle here, where I think a lot of people are going to be on the over. All right. Um, who do you like in this weekend's games? And maybe not from a betting perspective, just what do the numbers tell you? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Yeah, I like San Francisco. Um, 
Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens game is tough because you have two really good defenses. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm on the under there. Under, I actually played under 42.5 at plus money. Um, I think the under is over-under is still four. under? Straight D-Gen yeah, under. right there. I'm sorry? That is straight D-Gen stuff right there. I love it. Yeah, and um, I actually did under 42.5 at plus, I think, 180. or one. Yeah, I think something like that. Because I, I, I think these are two very good defenses. Um, I think they're going to play a tight game in the conference championship. Um, you know, I I get that I would not be surprised if Kansas City blew out Baltimore and not be surprised if Baltimore blew out Kansas City. But I think, um, to me, the signs are trending down. Um, I can't take Baltimore here at minus three and a half. I see two ways to play this. Either you take the Chiefs plus three and a half um, or you do an alt line with Baltimore minus six and a half because four or five are kind of dead numbers in the NFL. So at least get some plus money at minus six and a half. Hope they win by a touchdown or more. Wow, I fear I fear that I know exactly what you're talking about because I am I am in Team DGen with you. But a lot of people might not understand alt lines, so I'm going to do my best just to explain it real quick. Um, everybody understands. I think at this point, if you're listening to our show, you understand point spreads, right? Like mm-hmm. the point spread for the Niners Lions game is a touchdown. Yeah, the Niners are expected to win by seven. Now. Alt lines are so, and, and the regular point spreads are going to be minus one ten. So you you bet a hundred bucks, you win back ninety, right? Um, alt lines are you you create different spreads, but you get better odds. Yeah. So if you think the if you think the Niners are going to blow them out, and you go to minus ten, you probably get that at plus one sixty five or something. Is my guess. Like right, and that, you want to be mindful. That's what alt lines are. Yeah, and you want to be mindful of the key numbers in football, right? The most common are three and seven, right, because they kick field goals and, and score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you have 10 and 14. So when you see a line at minus three and a half, you know, it's very rare for a team to win by four points or five points, like very rare. Like 1% of all games from 2002 to, to now have ended on a four or five point margin. It's very, very rare. So you're better off looking at, an alt line and and getting plus money because the, of the likelihood is it's just more likely. So to take like Baltimore minus six and a half instead of risking a hundred to win ninety, you're risking a hundred to win a hundred and thirty. And like I said, you're you're getting a, the benefit of the key number of seven. Um, and that's really how I look at at betting. I mean, I'm just looking at what's a what's the most likely scenario. And then what does that mean, you know, in terms of, of betting? And, you know, the three-and-a-half-point spreads out for a favorite are, are really, really tough. That's a tricky number. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil and I probably bet the same amount, but probably don't approach it the same way. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> gut guy. Uh, we are talking well, I bet about... the same amount because I'm limited. I can't bet any more than, like, uh, $10 on some NFL sides now. It's gotten to be pretty pretty difficult. Talking with our friend Neil Greenberg here on the BetQL guest line. Um Greenberg, let's let's switch gears here. I, I want to talk to you about the commander situation. Um, I've reported, uh, seemingly everybody has. I think Boomer Esiason said this this morning that he believes Ben Johnson is going to be the command. Boomer might have said Ben Johnson is the next commander's head coach. Um, what do you make of Johnson? What do you make of the commander's list of coaching candidates? Well, I, I there's two things. One, <clears throat> I think. Um, Johnson has shown that he, he's a really strong candidate, probably the strongest in the field. Um, and you can tell that because 
teams are going to him, right? I think I last saw that both Washington and Atlanta are going to him for the final pitch. And I guess some of that is, you know, he's playing games and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I still think that that means a lot to, you know, go out and get your guy. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, they – their their list was a who's who are the, are the top coaching candidates in in the NFL, right? I mean they they're looking at everybody, both on offense and defense, and you know they're looking at at teams that are successful and and have turned things around quickly and are are known for culture and winning and et cetera. And you know he's got smart people advising him on on how to do this type of thing from with a, a unique set of experiences, right? It's not just football experience; it's basketball. It's winning organizations, you know, for, throughout um, sports and, and life, et cetera. Um, so I think it's been great, and and I, it it does seem like if you're a coach, like the Commanders are probably the best spot, and you know Ben Johnson has that number two pick, which he can get a quarterback that he likes, and he's got he'd have money to spend, and you know really put his own stamp on on the football team, and. Um, you know, get the money that he probably wants. We heard a report earlier before this, you know, the, the frenzy started that, you know, he wanted a lot of money. And, you know, I've always said <clears throat> there's no salary cap on coaching, there's no salary cap on front office, and there's no salary cap for research and development. So, you know, that's where I think it's worth spending a lot of money yep. because you can create a lot of edges that way. Yeah. And when you have a billionaire owner, like that's how you take advantage of those situations. Greenberg, we got to run, man. I appreciate your time as always. All right, talk to you soon. And Love don't you forget to text me for Sunday. You got it. Thank you, buddy. That is our friend Neil Greenberg from the Washington Post. You can follow him at N Greenberg.